Hello and welcome to People Like Us, a podcast for and about third culture kids everywhere. I'm Jen Mohindra. I'm also a TCK and I have a Facebook group for TCK adults called, unsurprisingly, People Like Us. Hello and welcome to today's episode of People Like Us and today I'm delighted to be speaking with Amanda Mulder. Amanda, hello, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Such an honor and pleasure to share for the first time a little bit more about this whole TCK thing. <laughs> yes, indeed, for sure. I, I look forward to our conversation. And as always, I'm going to ask you the, the first question, which is, tell me about where you grew up. Yeah, so I grew up in the Netherlands. Um, I was raised in a small town close to the German border by my Dutch mother, who was born and raised in Australia and immigrated when she was about seven, and my Indonesian father, and he also around six or seven moved from Indonesia to the Netherlands. And um, yeah, I grew up there for about 10 years, but even in those 10 years, I moved a fair bit because my parents got divorced when I was six. Um, and then I, my mom remarried and at 10, I moved to Brazil. So that was like, a big shock to the system. I had no idea that we were going to be moving there. It was first it was going to be, I think my mom mentioned Canada or somewhere else or China. And I had a freak out moment. So then they waited a little bit and then they said, okay, now we're going to go to Brazil. And I was like, okay, I can manage Brazil. <laughs> so I, I, I thought, well, I was 10. I didn't really have an, have an option. Um, and so we moved there for about five years. So I lived in the north first in Recife, then we moved to the south in Porto Alegre. And um, yeah, at that point with my studies, my parents were like, hey, so what, what is it that you really want to do? Where, like, what, what kind of uh, higher education can we can we give to Amanda? And so I was like, well, I want to study architecture, and I want to study in England. And so for that, we moved back to Europe, and we looked for a place where for my dad's work, where he could be central. So we moved to Brussels. So there, I lived there for two years, um, did my A levels. Um, and I'm going through this more like as a practical of like the places I've been to. I'm not really yeah. sharing at the moment like the emotional roller coaster of moving to all I of these can, places. I can imagine. But um, yeah, that was that was it. And then I, when I was 17, I graduated and uh, got into uni in the UK. Um, and then from there, because I caught the whole travel bug, it I it continued throughout until my 
fourth birthday, <laughs> pretty much. I've been traveling like nonstop every year, two years, just on the road. So definitely my upbringing and where I come from and, and the background of my parents has been a huge influence on how I continued living my, my adult life, for sure. Mm. So big move at 10 from the Netherlands to Brazil. And then another big move at the age of 15, which often is a bit of a tricky age, uh, mm -hmm. back to Europe and then on to uni in the UK. Whereabouts in the UK did you go to university? I went to Canterbury for a year. Okay. And then um, after that, I had some struggles with um, where to go next. Mm. <laughs> so it was a foundation year of art and design. And I, instead of doing architecture, I actually moved into graphic design. And so I had a few different unis um, set and I got into Nottingham, Nottingham Trent. But at the same time, I, a few months prior, we'd gone on a family holiday to Australia and mum wanted to revisit as well, kind of like her, her roots, even though she's Dutch, but she was born there and raised mm -hmm. there. And I really loved it. I'm like, oh, I wonder if I could study in Australia. And so I went to Nottingham, but I cheekish, cheekishly, is that even a word cheekishly? <laughs> um, applied to uni in Sydney at the same time. And so I didn't tell my professors, I didn't tell any of my friends, because um, I didn't know if it was actually going to work out. Um, but I managed to get an Australian passport uh, through my mum and uh, got accepted after half a year at Nottingham. Uh, I got the letter in, I had an interview in January and February I started uni. So I had to like pack my bags again, quick. All my life from the UK via Brussels where my parents were still based to Sydney and start all over again. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> And there I lived for four years, but a different house every year. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, student life. And yeah, I lived there for nine, nine years in total in Australia. And, so uh, did you know anyone in Australia? You mentioned your mum had been, had no. spent her first early years there, but that would have been some time prior. So I'm sure to many people, especially non-TCKs, would find the thought of a move like that quite daunting. But um, how, how was it for you? It was, it was. I was very happy my mom came with me the first three weeks to help me look for a place. I I didn't know anyone. Like she, she grew up in Geelong, um, had one, I think, family friend still there, but I moved to Sydney. So it was like brand new city. Um, yeah. Uh, didn't even know what platform to look at for houses. It's like completely fresh new start. And um, I think I think the all the moves beforehand and all the preparation that we've done as a family just helped me to go, well, just another one. <laughs> well, I figured it out before. It's just that this time, yeah, it's me on my own 
in a way. Um, and yeah, I had amazing years. I had amazing years in Sydney. Um, trying to think, it was it 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 was a while before I could uh, settle and understand. I guess the culture, because coming from the UK, first years you all live together on campus, and it's a lot of um, events that help you bring together, like first year uni and. Australia doesn't have that. And that was a it's big shock for me. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone still lives at home with their parents and their, their friends are more uh, from high school. And so I really felt a, a bit of a, like a disconnect to the locals at first because we'd go to uni, we'd do our thing. Um, luckily art school, at least yeah, you're in projects a lot together. Whereas if you, if it was a, another degree maybe you're just in a, a lecture hall and you listen to the professor and then you go home again so at least we had more interaction and i did end up um meeting some beautiful girlfriends there uh but i immediately got connected to the expat scene or the yeah the internationals because there was always like they get me mm. like the ones that were doing a six-month exchange program I could much easily relate to them because they knew what it was like to move somewhere new and they were more open to starting a friendship. But at the same time, they were gonna leave after six months. So I was like, yeah, after a while, I I, I became a local in a way and um, yeah, really having to integrate and okay, go to, um, what did I do? Work in a bar and then and just really being there with um, doing events like um, called extracurricular activities like capoeira and um, the gym and so going to going to those places where you'd meet yeah local people. Mm. There's much that you say that, that I can relate to from my own experience of having lived in Sydney. Um, I, I moved there when I was 21, but having lived in Perth prior to that. Mm. And I do understand what you're saying about it being easier to speak to the international community. Um, I always felt like a, a foreigner in Australia, despite having spent at the time most of my life there and having an Australian passport. So Sydney for four years, and then I'm, I'm getting other places within Australia. Um, yeah, well, then I, I took a gap year because uh, I was like, oh, God, I've done my foundation year, then like half a year in Nottingham and then four years in Sydney. I deserve a break. <laughs> so I've always wanted to go to Canada and, and explore. But my parents in that in those four years, because I'm an only child, uh, they moved to Queensland. And and so I would go from like, I think my second or third year, go there on summer holidays. Uh, and I thought I would perhaps move there, but then they moved to Melbourne when I graduated. And so when I came back from my gap year, I had nowhere to go. It was 2008, I graduated. That's when the global financial crisis hit. And so that's in a way where my big 
I guess the emotional roller coaster where everything kind of opened, started to boil up of like, oh my God, now I don't have a job. So I came in 2009 in my parents' one bedroom apartment, slept on their couch for two, three months, had barely any money because um, I'd just been traveling and there were no jobs. All my friends that had just graduated lost their jobs and the newbies that are had graduated, they didn't have jobs either. So I was like, right, now what? But I thought Melbourne is the place to be for art and design. Mm. I'm sure, like, let's get strategic about this. Where do the artists, where do the designers go and eat and drink? And let's get a, um, a job in hospitality. And that way I'll connect again with people. For me, connecting with people very easily. I guess that's just something that we know how to do by <laughs> constantly traveling and having to meet new people. So I was like, yeah, I could easily do hospitality. Um, I did that for, I think, a year and a half whilst I tried to find freelance jobs. Um, and that really opened up uh, a door in a way to self-doubt insecurity like all the stuff that had already been in a way bottled up that i know now i didn't know then mm -hmm. and i know now of the whole moving and having to start over again um the little tea traumas that i've had of moving away and being uh let's say quote unquote taken from a from a safe space so um yeah i i ended up getting a job in design full time i ended up getting a partner and uh but i still wasn't happy and so i in that process i lost my dutch citizenship um i'm not gonna go too far into that because that's a whole story but that was like oh my god another like Oh, all right. So now I'm Australian, but I tell people I'm Dutch because at, at, at work they'd be like, so where are you from? The classic question. Uh, and I'm like, well, what do you, where do you think I'm from? Ireland. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, sometimes I would just make up like China and just go with it and play, play with it. I'm like, well, yeah. Um, so yeah at, at when i lost the dutch citizenship for me it was like oh no well do i still say that i'm dutch even though i don't know and so after a while i in in that process of getting it back i had to move back to the netherlands that was when i was 28 and uh that was the end of my australian adventure in a way uh quit my job um said okay to my partner let's let's see if we can bring you over uh with visa and all of that a little bit difficult and um i couldn't couldn't get him over so we actually broke up via email after like a two-year relationship that was very odd and strange and that's another one of like uh yeah another emotional roller coaster of going through oh what's just going on but i was enjoying my time in amsterdam 
I was finding my way of like, wow, I've never lived here as an adult. I had never even been to, I think I'd been to Amsterdam once, even though I tell people that I'm Dutch, I'd never been to the, to the, to the biggest city that everyone knows of uh, the red light district. And I'm like, I'd never even been there. So what would you like then to go back and reclaim your Dutch identity? Yeah, no, that was amazing. It was amazing to uh, connect with my roots, reconnect with my family because I, so I, I would come back maybe once a year. So my connection to uh, my sisters who were my half sisters. So my, my dad and my stepmom, they stayed and I had two sisters. And so uh, there was the bond wasn't as strong anymore. So it was really nice to go back and to, in a way, reclaim that in a way, re, I learned so much about myself in that process already of all of these years moving um, and I saw the value of of just wanting to be closer to family um, and in that that stage my parents as well moved back from Australia so they're like oh she's back in the Netherlands we're going to move back as well nice. <laughs> yeah and, and had your sister's been born and raised born and raised the in the same town so what yeah, did they for... make of you Oh, yeah, they, uh, it's funny now that they're older, so they're 20, oh, 24 and 21, so they're traveling now, but I remember, um, yeah, in the beginning, they didn't really, uh, they, they got it, they understood, I was with my mom, but later on, yeah, for them as well, it's just that connection, that trust building of like, okay, we have an older sister, but yeah sharing their vulnerabilities and their stories they didn't really do that with me because they had each other mm -hmm. um and i remember them talking about traveling or going somewhere and being afraid and me going oh i was 10 when i flew from brazil to paris on my own <laughs> and you're 18 <laughs> and so it's like wait i have i've had such a different life i can't compare it they 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 grew up um yeah in in a small town and um and now and now they're getting into more of the travels and and, and um doing it all by themselves i think for me that was such a no-brainer but that's just that just came natural it just happened so yeah they're 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 still in the netherlands but uh so, and yeah so if you look at them your two half sisters and the lives that they've had that they were brought up with and you look at the life that you've had of you know the classic tck lived here mm -hmm. there and all over the place what advantages do you think you have from your nomadic upbringing mm, very interesting um i thought you're going to ask like opposite or or like the the differences but because for a long time i actually looked at the disadvantages i always wanted to be like them or like my oldest friend because I'm like, they have a much easier. <laughs> yeah. uh, but the advantages now, when I look at it, it's like, well, the 
I say the ability to, to integrate very easily into, um, I'd say most culture, not every culture, but most cultures, I'd say, and to, to adapt and, um, and also have this deeper understanding, I feel, um, and acceptance for everyone's beliefs and ways of, yeah, wanting to live their lives. And um, I, I'd say another advantage would be um, uh, being able to be versatile, adapt really quickly um, and, and to how situations. Do, how do you think um, that's helped you in the different areas of your life? If you think of, say, career, your choice of place to live, um, relationships. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's helped me. It's helped me. And at the same time, I wonder if it also became a defense mechanism at mm. some point. It became like a, because it's so easy to adapt, it was very easy for me to say goodbye to people. And so in my relationships, it's easy to make friends, but it was also easy to say goodbye. And that meant that I have friends all over the world. Um, there are only a few that I'm really close to. Um, so I do have to say, like, I mean, yes, it, it is a, uh, it has helped me in my relationships. And um, now that I, I guess I, I, I see the pattern of, um, in the end, it's like the deeper of like, afraid of, uh, of showing my emotions and my vulnerabilities. Now that I know that, it's like, I can still connect with people, but I, I'm really open and authentic and honest with how I am. And so my relationships now, I feel at a much deeper level because I've recognized that within myself and in regarding work. Um, that one is really interesting because I stayed in the field of design for about 10 years and I kept, it was like I kept, I was very resilient. I kept very um, focused on, okay, well, that didn't work. What, what else can I do? Mm -hmm. And so it's like, instead of getting into the, oh no, like um, I'm not gonna get a job. Yes, of course I was in that a few times, but okay, hey, well, how can I be creative? How can I, let's think outside the box um, mm -hmm. and uh, keep adapting and keep, okay, well, like the strategy of like, where am I gonna work? Richmond, Melbourne is like the place where all the designer studios are. I'm going to go to the hipster cafe and get a job there. And that's how I met a few of the, the managers. And so it's like, um, just constantly, yeah, re thinking ahead. It's like thinking ahead and, um, putting myself in the shoes of the other. It's like, oh, it's like having different perspectives. Mm. I say that that really has helped helped um and i think brazil was a big part 
because Brazil just seeing the difference of of uh, of class just by the streets of like we lived right in front of the beach, then you got one um, road and then you got like more like the yeah I guess middle class and then you got favelas like straight after and it's like I loved being in the favelas. My mom ran a school there um, for mothers to help them uh, with literacy and we would go there and I'm like. They're more my friends than my friends at school. I didn't really like them. I take it that's a, a poorer area? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, favelas are the poor areas where um, they're all living more on top of each other. And, but they're so happy. They were just, oh, they're, and, and like we'd invite them to our house. And um, yeah, and so I feel like that connection of just being with humans and like real, stuff and understanding that humility like I feel that like that's come into um yeah the connections now that I'm making through work through um relationships and then you asked me another one so so what I'm hearing there is that there's a few things that really you've been able to use to your advantage because of the the upbringing that you had and that's around the ability to be creative and to stay to to hold on to that creativity even when things are a bit tricky and mm. being able to see things from different perspectives to be able to put yourself in the shoes of another person to see how they're looking at it yeah. and then this ability to mix amongst different people really so different classes mm. cultures and to find those those connections yeah yeah it's for me it's all about that beautiful reflection yeah connections yeah <laughs> so just before we were um just when we were off air you mentioned you're currently living in spain mm -hmm. is that a temporary place of abode do you think or are you um, well after all the years of traveling yeah i'm looking to stay i'm looking to stay because um yeah so um 2019 i still was doing my whole nomadic mexico spain mexico and peru like da, 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 traveling around and uh i just had this sense of like i need a ground i really need to like settle down and Put down some roots um, if I really want to take my my career more seriously and um, and that deeper desire of just home of just really belonging somewhere and building a community that is physical and so I said that and then uh, lockdown happened uh -huh. <laughs> and I moved back to Spain and um, found myself in Ibiza first for six months, uh, house sitting there. And I met a man around that time that I said that in 2019, he'd gone to Thailand. And then in July last year, he came back. And I was like, well, I honestly, I want to, I think I want to stay in Spain, but I don't know where, what, how. He said, well, come stay with me. So I stayed with him. 
and it was like an instant reconnection again because he's also had not necessarily tck upbringing but very familiar with moving around a lot and and so um, that, that gravitation towards people with an international flavor yeah 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 so he's english born in the states but has lived now the last 18 years in spain so and always going to thailand and um yeah instantly just felt like a connection with him and we found a new place to live together in nature and now i'm pregnant and i'm due in four weeks so it's like this whole thing of something I never even expected I didn't wasn't even looking for a relationship I just said I just want to settle and ground and voila I don't know what happened but all of a sudden this whole family home grounding place in nature um yeah it just happened and I thought I was going to live in Portugal because I lived there for a year as well and we went back there a month ago for holiday and I was like, no, it feels good in Spain. It was really good. It's like, I don't know if like certain life lessons had to have happened for me to finally put down my roots and, mm. and go, I'm okay with where I am. I don't need to escape. I don't need to go outside to look for security i don't need to go outside to to find freedom or all the things that i was doing that were great i love traveling and i still will continue to do that but it's like inside me something was like it felt complete like i'd got like lots of the puzzle pieces had come together where it settled inside me this need and there was no more need. That's yeah. so interesting because it's a, it's a question that uh, many of my clients come to me wanting help with, mm. and that is how to find, you know, how to be settled. And it's a case of, well, what does settled mean to you? Yeah. And if I think of myself, you know, for me, much as very similar to what you've described, settled is that feeling within myself of being at ease being at being relaxed and not having this reoccurring itch to keep to keep moving and, and looking for the next thing it's that sort of yeah. calmness within myself now how people find that you know that that's an individual thing um, but it's very interesting for me to to listen to you describing yeah very much what I found for myself of what settled means for me. Mm, Amanda, yeah. as always, these episodes fly by, the time whizzes <laughs> by, and I'd like to thank you for your time. Um, it's It's been such a pleasure to speak with you, and I wish you every success for your future life in Spain, and best of luck with the new addition to your, your family that you're creating now. So thank yes. you. Yes. Thank you, Jen. Thanks for having me. <laughs> My yeah. Thanks for listening to People Like Us. If you'd like to join an online community full of people like us, hop over to Facebook and search for People Like Us. You'll find my group and you're very welcome to join us.